Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes, and happy 2018. Sitting next to me is my co-host and the love of my life. Whoa. (laughs) My husband, Scott. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Today, our special guest is the radiant and captivating Tiffany Peterson. Tiffany is a sales and a success expert, helping others create a thriving life in business. She loves helping others overcome their limiting beliefs to break through so that they can achieve their most personal and professional goals and dreams. She is the founder of the Lighthouse Principles. She teaches proven success principles, habits, and strategies to light your way to create tangible results. Before founding the Lighthouse Principles, Tiffany worked with Franklin Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The World Class Famous Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Jack Canfield, the creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. So, welcome, Tiffany. Thank Mm. you for including us in your busy, busy schedule. Oh my goodness. Thank you for inviting me into your sacred space. So, thank you for having me. Well, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for our listeners to hear you. Always busy doing something. Well, it appears that way, but part of that is that you create life a little bit on your terms where there's certain seasons or days or so forth that are really busy and really focused and then a lot more space for play and joy and laundry and really (laughs) other sexy things like that, right? But that's that's real life. That's real life. Is that there are seasons to things, right? There are seasons of productivity and seasons of joy and then seasons of rest and seasons of sadness and that's real life for all of us. I think we were talking a little bit about that before we clicked record was that, you know, for all humans, one thing I think that I've been learning a lot this last year, not that it's new information, but just a reminder for myself and for others is to choose the path of gentleness and to choose the path of compassion, right? Is that everyone, you know, whether you know them really well and you eat dinner together every night, or you just know them from afar on social media is that everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses, myself included, and everyone has blessings, right? All of us have things we're grateful for, things we're blessed by, and we also all have burdens. And I think when we remember that about each other without having to know my story or all my stories, you can know that about me. And with me not knowing all of your stories, I can know that about you. And I think when we hold that space, we're more human together. And as I think about 2018, this word has been popping up a lot again in the last year is the word gentle and gentleness, right? And I mean that for all areas of being more gentle with yourself and your own self-relationship because we're often our harshest critics, right? And then more gentleness extended to the human race. One of the things we've been trying to work on, I think, especially in the United States, is the dynamics of having differences, you know, differences politically, differences, you know, religion-wise or other things or all the things, but we've definitely seen it politically, right? It's been very Mm -hmm. charged in our country for the last year and a half and more so before that too, but as it's more on everyone's radar. 
And I think one of those things for me that's top of mind is being aware that even if people are different from you, they're still our brothers and sisters, right? And that doesn't mean that everyone will also be your best friend. However, I think when we can hold the space of more compassion, that we're so much more similar than we are ever different. And difference, I believe, comes from a thought pattern, right? That can spring up out of ego, which keeps us separate and disconnected and special, inferior, superior disconnection versus we're all in the same space together. We really are. And so that's up for me. I think gentleness is definitely uh, been top of mind for a little while for myself. I love that. And that goes hand in hand with your 2017 word. Your word was kindness and Mm. gentleness goes right hand in hand with that. I was looking at that word on the wall yesterday and trying to decide, what am I going to do this year? Do I Mm. redo that one again since I didn't (laughs) do a very good job of it? I love that word gentleness, you know, gentle Mm. and gentleness. Because I was going to ask you, what is your weakness that's going to become Mm. your strength Mm. this year? But I don't see gentleness being your weakness, that you're you're pretty gentle. Well, I can be, right? I mean, there's times and scenarios I can be gentle, but when I think about are you asking me what one of my weaknesses is? Yeah, what is your weakness that's going to be your strength? Definitely one of my weaknesses, and I don't know if it will be my strength, that will be something I will continue to make progress on, like kindness. You have been mm-hmm. kinder this year. I have. Every time, every scenario, no. But have you been more intentional and therefore made progress, which is that's what human life is about is progression. I know that you have. And so for me, one of my biggest weaknesses that's become glaringly apparent for me, and this is just being real and vulnerable, but one of my big weaknesses is that I can get my feelings hurt so easily. And people may not know that of me because what they see or what they perceive and perceptions, everything is they think, oh, she's just so confident and so put Mm -hmm. together. Well, the reality is that sometimes I feel that way. Lots of times I don't, but I get my feelings hurt really easily. And there's different ways. And that the, the gift of that is sensitivity is what helps me be fantastic in my work. I can connect with any human on the planet in a pretty short amount of time in any environment. Mm-hmm. And therefore I'm able to help with coaching or support if they feel safe and trust and want to go there with me. So sensitivity mm-hmm. is a strength. But the opposite side of that, that sensitivity, you might call me empathic or whatnot. I get my feelings hurt really easily. And sometimes that sounds like I feel uh, left out or not included. And you see things like that. And then that can wreak havoc on you're always internalizing. Like everyone's self-work at some level is, am I enough, right? Am I loved enough? Am I spiritual enough? Am I thin enough? Am I organized enough? Am I a good enough parent? You know, we're all at some level working through that life lesson is I am enough. You are enough, but we're regularly being practiced with that. The other way that gets manifested is I can be offended really easily and that energy doesn't feel good, right? Right. But because I get my feelings hurt or I'm so sensitive, I can be offended easily, easily triggered Mm -hmm. where for me, if I may, and I'll say this from a spiritual standpoint, one of my then biggest lessons is learning how to stay in the light. That's everyone's spiritual lesson. And for me, I don't have temptations that some other people might have, right? Like for me personally, I'm not tempted with drugs and alcohol or, you know, certain behaviors or things. I have a fairly, I believe, healthy relationship with food, but we all have ways that we numb out. We all have ways that we can have addictions, right? Sometimes I'm addicted to my cell phone 
or I can be, I buy lots of clothes and then that closet's nuts, right? I love those clothes. I'm not sure if that's an addiction or my healthy vice, but I'm just owning transparently is that, right? Being gentle with myself helps me more quickly recover back to the light lane. And that's some of the work I've been doing the most in the last two years with myself and within private coaching of other people. Isn't that you have the weeds pop up? Isn't that I get offended or that we get angry or lose our temper or that we struggle with procrastination or we struggle with clutter or whatever our challenges might be, right? There are all kinds of them. Isn't that we struggle. It's that I want to close the loop faster. So I'm much more aware that I don't just get emotionally as easily hijacked to be offended and down the path of I'm so offended or I'm so hurt, you know, this and that, which really, if you just uncover that wound is, am I loved? Am I enough? Which is everyone's spiritual work at some level. And so for me, it's now that I'm more aware of that, if I believe for me, I do believe in Jesus, the Christ. And therefore I also believe that there is an energy that wants to pull me away from my highest self. And not everyone believes that, and I honor everyone's belief. So I'm just aware that my own stuff matched with, you know, resistance or an adversary, whatever you want to call that, is that's one of those temptations for me, is to take that sensitivity that makes me so good when it's connected to God and to source, Mm -hmm. and takes that same gift and turns it into a way that I can then be hooked and hijacked and those thoughts that go through your mind and then those feelings and emotions. Because every time I feel offended or feel my feelings are hurt, do I engage more in life or do I withdraw? I withdraw. That's how many of us, I assume, handle that, right? So it's being aware of knowing that is that I do want to be more gentle with myself and with others, for sure. Well, I kept thinking of a scenario. Let's give you a real case, okay? Yeah. That happened to me. No, I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. I'm going to be vulnerable and just admit this is me. Okay. And I'm going to use you as my psychotherapist because your weakness is going to become your strength and you're going to help me. Uh, Becky was gone to Texas uh, for our, the birth of our, our grandbaby. And I spoke at an event. Uh, I thought everything went very well. And, and I, I wrote a poem that goes along with Dr. Seuss's poem, and it's made into a bookmark. And I gave it out to everybody, and there was three other speakers after me. And then I was walking through uh, the corridor, and I looked down. I don't know why I looked down. I looked down at this garbage can, and there was one of my bookmarks folded up mm-hmm. and thrown in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And when Becky got home, I didn't tell her about all. Oh, I thought it went great. I loved it so much. We had so many connections. I All these wonderful things. I said, somebody threw my bookmark away. That's all I could get hung up on. And analyze me. <laughs> what was my answer? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> what was your answer? I- I said, don't make that about you. You don't know what, what, yeah, you don't know what What their story is or they're dealing with. And maybe that struck a chord to them that they were, tell the, tell the poem and then it'll give her a better idea too. So today you are you. That's truer than true. Mm -hmm. There is nobody alive who is youer than you. Well, Dr. Seuss was the lad who believed in that fad and to not understand it is sadder than sad. So just be your you, because no one knows who your you will affect and help them come through. We all need each other, like sister or brother, to just be ourselves and not smother the other. Your you is not a fraud, and for this I applaud, because he who made you 
we know him as God. Oh, my gosh. So this little goofy so guy wrote that. And, and then my field bad's got hurt bad. because somebody threw it away. Because I, I poured my heart and soul into something that I yeah. felt was going to touch lives, yeah. and it was thrown away. It was discarded. And like she said, she always has to bring in the light, right? <laughs> and say, well, maybe somebody that was a trigger. Maybe somebody just... Yeah, who knows? Maybe they just thought, you they know, don't I don't have room for this, and they threw it away. <laughs> you know, who knows? But that was the thing I got hung up on. And so you say you get easily offended. You get your feelings hurt and those mm-hmm. types of things. And, and I don't know. I guess, yeah, that would categorize me in that same boat. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, so here's some things that help me. One is, have you ever read the book, The Four Agreements? By Don Miguel Ruiz. I have not. It's one of my. I have that in the drawer right next to my bed. It's just a little, little fast read book. Okay. And I've read it years ago. I actually just re-listened to it on Audible like two weeks ago. And there's four simple agreements. And the second one is don't take anything personally. And that he clarifies and he talks about it's beautiful work. And he's writing to and talking about basically everyone's just living and playing out being their you that they know how to be. Right. And that where we create drama and hurt for ourselves isn't really what anyone else says or does. It's what we make that mean about ourselves. Does that make sense? Right. So where I get myself in trouble is that if someone throws my product away, like Mm -hmm. yourself, or makes a mean comment on a YouTube video of mine. Right. And, And those things actually don't have much influence to me. It's the people that you actually are in relationship with Mm -hmm. that have more influence to my feelings. Right. But I still can have, if someone, you know, and they do, right. I mean, part of putting yourselves out there, you guys are putting yourselves out Mm -hmm. there, right. There might be people that listen to this podcast and be like, this is so amazing. That was great. And they might be like, Oh, I didn't really like her voice. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you don't know and you just can't control that. So it's being aware that people are just living out their own life of where they're at, what they're doing and not to take things personally. And what helps me is just recommit to that of how do I want to show up? That's the only thing I can control. I can't control, you know, how other people will show up in family, in friendships, in business, online. I can control that I want to be a positive influence for good on the planet. And will I sometimes mess it up and have messed it up? I have. But I'm committed to coming back to doing what's right, committed to the light committed to goodness, you showed up and offered your heart. So you did the right thing. How someone else responds to you or your message or your bookmark is not a reflection of your worth or your value. Does that make sense? And I know you know that. So one thing that helps me is a simple question. I think questions is how we drop into all insight, right? It's through great questions is that, you know, you think about lots of just cool things that have happened throughout life and history. They've stemmed from a question. Mm-hmm. So a question I like to ask when my feelings are hurt is, what do you need, sweetheart? And I add sweetheart, just like you're talking mm-hmm. to a cute four-year-old, like one of your, mm-hmm. your cute grandkids. Right. You know, is when they're upset and bought, what do you need, sweetheart? And you be that soothing voice for yourself is that I have done and continue to get to do the work about when my feelings are hurt about someone else. That's often what it's, it's just like, again, what I'm saying at the core is, am I worthy and valuable? Right. I thought I put value in this person's hand I was maybe it's not valuable. Right. And we second guess mm-hmm. our value mm-hmm. based off someone else's words or behaviors versus knowing that like, so the question helps me reset. What do you need, sweetheart? I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. What would help feel good, you know, um, or what would help support you? And so thank you for sharing and being real yeah. with all of us because we've all had things like that where then we, 
because then you have a choice to make where then there's part of you at that juncture, Scott, gets to say, I'm either going to shrink and not show up as much or I'm not sharing that poem again, right. which would be a disaster right. because that poem is so beautiful and so it's like soul medicine. Right. But Thank you have you. a juncture at that point to say, I'm going to keep choosing to share my goodness and my light and my value is not based upon other people's behaviors right. of me. Right. And I appreciate that. And the fact that I am open and brought that up because I knew you'd have a great answer. And, 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 <laughs> and I just have to believe that there's many of our listeners who have gone through the same thing, mm-hmm. have felt that same way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we share. It's so why we share. And my two cents is just don't shrink. Right. Right. And that's a lesson, again, I'm regularly playing into. There's times I feel like I'm really owning my gifts and I'm being seen and putting myself out there. And I'm really like great at what I'm saying. And then there's times that temptation, the emotion is to pull back, to shrink, to withdraw. Right. Fear or doubt always has the same boring message. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is stop, pull back, withdraw withdraw versus our, I believe, high self or spiritual self, goddess or God self is all about progression and moving forward versus retracting and moving back, you know? And so it is about, can I stay in, in moving forward? You might want to add a little more gentleness to yourself. You know, (laughs) sometimes to me, that's getting a pedicure, a manicure, or, you know, something like that. I should go get a manicure. There you go. Manicures (laughs) always help me feel a little better when I'm in the blues. It does have the word man in it. So I should do that. That's a good point. So tell us what gave you the confidence to do what you're doing. I love this question. And I think the the truth of the matter is there's two thoughts that come to mind. Number one, I would say just short and sweet is God. And that that relationship, it's been a very God guided path. I didn't have this dream when I was a young girl or even a teen or in my twenties that I thought, Oh, I want to, you know, go and be a speaker and trainer and, and be out there. I wanted to, uh, I was going to be a traditional classroom teacher is what I was studying in school. And so I've always had a teacher's heart, so I'm not surprised that I'm teaching. I just thought I'd be in a classroom with third graders mm-hmm. and, or I specifically was involved with special needs kids and worked with a couple of classrooms over two years in Salt Lake while I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I was going to get married and be a stay-at-home mom and raise babies and sew Halloween costumes and, <laughs> you know, assemble toys at yeah. midnight or two in the morning on Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. so... I think that's important to know is that part of life, you know, it wasn't like this well-produced plan. And so at the heartbeat, I would say God. And I think what's really important to know is I didn't just have the confidence is like anything, like if you spend time in the gym, you gain muscle is it was a little by a little by a little by a little. And I still don't have perfect confidence, right? I'm still always in process and learning. There are some achievements we could highlight perhaps, but there's also some failures we could highlight too, right? right? You just maybe don't see those as much. But I think in terms of the confidence question is that my heart, I was corporate employed and had done so my whole life after I left the teaching, formal teaching path and I went to work for a training company, then Franklin Covey's work and Stephen Covey's work specifically and that's then from there I met Rich Dad and that brand and Jack Kenfield's brand, which is how I met Jack originally. And mm-hmm. now we've become good friends and I've done all his sales training for his team, you know, down the road, but he was then my mentor. I'm a regular girl. I really, really am like probably boringly. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> truth, that's just being a truth teller, but I have just taken action and I've taken made, like what I was just saying is I've just made progress 
with it. One of the biggest awakenings for me that started in 2016 and has been so strong in 2017 is being able to discern my emotions versus my truth slash choices is I don't always feel confident physically or energetically or emotionally or otherwise. Sometimes I do, but I don't always have the emotional experience of confidence, right? Just like I don't always have the emotional experience of, let's say, you know, kindness. Right. I'm not always feeling the emotion of kind, but I can still choose kindness even if I'm not feeling kind. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I can still choose to do things that help me strengthen my confidence, like strengthening my body, things like my morning ritual. I have a morning study habit in the mornings, mm-hmm. things like serving other people or nourishing my relationships, um, making my bed or doing a good workout. Right. There are activities I can do that can help me feel more confident, but confidence, just like success, just like health, just like a thriving marriage is so much of being a choice more than if our emotions are always aligned, that to me has been, I know this might sound so basic, but hugely breakthrough awareness for me is being able to see that my feelings and my choices or slash truth, right? Just like I believe that the two of you and myself and everyone listening are truly worthy and deserving humans. They are children of the most high. Now I don't always feel, nor do you always feel worthy and deserving, We don't always feel like we're being our best selves. We don't always feel happiness. We don't always feel like if it's being married or we don't always feel like our doing our business follow-up or we don't always feel like being in the gym or whatever our goals Mm -hmm. might be, right? As Mm -hmm. we're January and welcome to a new year is the awareness that what will I choose? What are my choices? Even if my feelings don't match up, everyone, you know, has fears at some level. It's just about developing tools of how you flow with the fear when it comes up. I call friending your fear, right? Mm-hmm. Is you want to, you want to counsel with it, not let it run your show, but sit down with it and say, what are you here to teach me? And what's this about? And it often has to do with, am I going to be liked, loved, and accepted? Most of our fears hang out at some level in the family camp of what will other people think of me? All right. right. Cause when you think of most fear, you go, Oh, fear of failure. But if no one ever knows you fail, do you really care? Right. Or it's, I might be humiliated in front of my family. I might let my family down or I might be judged or the fear again of success might be, gosh, am I going to, are people going to judge me and think I'm too good? And then maybe I won't be included in the tribe, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that is most of our, again, our fear is about being judged by other people. And the more that we come back to purpose, right. And I'm here to serve and right. add light that can be a different experience. Right. Oh, I feel like we have been very emotionally and spiritually fed by you today. Mm. That 22 minutes goes by so fast. So quick. I know. I was like, 22 minutes. We might need two hours. I I want to end with what do you enjoy doing when you're not being professional? I'm kind of a mix between stilettos and yoga pants and the same woman. (laughs) So I do love going to the symphony or to, to music, but I absolutely, even more so than that, is I love to be in the woods. I spent a lot of time in Mill Creek Canyon here in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And so if it's hiking, if it's, I love s'mores around a campfire, but there's something about being with the earth. I have a little garden at home. And so during the spring and summer, I'm gardening out in my backyard and, you know, spending time also, I do lots of things that are extroverted with others. And then I spend a lot of decent amount of time by myself with yeah. doing times on a trail or with reading or journaling or things like that too. So yeah. it's kind of a combo. I think those times in the mountains are just... The healing, right? The woods for me is like a spiritual sanctuary. If I want to connect for myself to my heart or to intuition to God, 
I just get outside or even to the park, but I prefer to get up the canyons where there's just mm-hmm. this, like, you're being cradled in nature. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, man, it just regrounds me every time. I love the ocean, but I, if, again, I'm a woods girl over the ocean, too. So I like them both. Well, to connect with with Tiffany, go to our show notes at Life in 22 Minutes. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for being positive creators of goodness on the planet. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us, and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.